Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and this is part two of this week's recording, so please enjoy. From there, and I hope that this actually isn't too visually disorienting for everybody, um, we wanted to talk about, because that's all the previews, we wanted to talk about Titan Masters as a whole. Yeah. Um, So, really... The mechanic, the the combination, because at this stage, although we don't have the complete set, we do have the complete set of the bodies and heads. So we have enough information to start really drawing some conclusions, obviously, with the assumption that maybe there's things like headbutt that are going to interact with them in the remaining battle cards or that one stratagem that's lurking around here. Oh, Looks like Stefan saying that hunker down and start your engines do work for the no. bodies. I don't no, know what the text is off the top of my head. They don't. They don't. They actually say from bot to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, either way, I mean that's a simple correction. Um. So, talking about the the bodies and heads. Uh, we're we're actually gonna... from bot mode to tank mode. Okay. There's no bot mode. Womp womp. So, but you, I think what they were also commenting at, as I'm skimming it, is that if they're already there, they will, in the alt mode, they will get the effect. So, say Megatron, you hunker down, you'll get an armor, he's already a tank. Uh, Same for, if you had a car, you'll get an untap. It's just you don't get to get them into that, you don't get a flip and the extra. Yes, yes, that is correct. Okay. So, I see what you guys are saying. Yes. So, so like, starting engines will be a bad ready for action. Or like a blue ready for action for just yeah. car modes. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, so for the Megatron, I think you'd probably end up running Hunker Down in that deck, I guess. Maybe? Sure. I mean, you could. Um, so I mean, it, would help, it would help a blue shell getting... I mean, he could ping twice with a Composite Arm. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was just thinking that as you were saying it. For um, one orange black, you get both sides. Uh, so let's talk about Titan Masters as a whole. Um, having we haven't actually played with the cards, just so people know. Yeah, well, I did <laughs> for <laughs> yes. two games. Well, two <laughs> matches. And by that, um, it was very briefly. So, And I did get caught by one of the things we mentioned Part of that was because we're trying this webcam game thing. Uh, So I was a little distracted with everything, but I did get caught by the, oh, I blew up your Titan Master. Oh, the head pops off untapped. I guess I don't get to attack with this other guy. Right, right. Um, Which is something that, you know, we'll obviously all get used to as we go forward, and I'm sure it's going to come up very frequently. That is one of the major advantages. But 
let me <clears throat> excuse me hand the torch off to you, Scott. So, is there a particular combination that you have in mind that is really good? Is there one that you have changed your opinion on since we've now seen all of the the combinations? Um, any initial thoughts on that end? My initial thought remains, like you said earlier, you're going to play the polls. Um, so you either want the guys to cost very little by giving them a one star head, or you want the or you want the the four star head domination character to mm-hmm. you know, give them these insane abilities. Um, I haven't studied enough to see where the the base stat characters, other than the hit point ones, mm. uh, really factor in. So the attack and defense ones, I really haven't studied very much. They just seem expensive to me comparatively. Yeah, um, I can see that. But, but there is value in having base stats. So the belligerence um, argument. There, there is that that to take into consideration. Um, but honestly, like. I think none of them have, and this is by design, obviously, like, you know, and, and we knew this going in, like, because they're all just like keywords. Mm. Most of the ones, in my opinion, that I'm going to see play are the hit point ones, the tough ones, and the bold ones. Um, I, I, I guess you could make the argument that the Pierce one may see play. I just don't know what the home, like, what the home is like? Mm-hmm. I think the best. I mean, Pierce Four is a lot. Hmm? Pierce Four is a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think the best non Sky Shadow place for him is is with um is with Twin Twist to give yourself like Bolt Seven or whatever when you flip back to that. Um, the Pierce Seven, you mean? Yeah, Pierce Seven yeah. or the Crocodile, I guess, can use it also. Right, against Autobots to be Bolt Seven to be Pierce Seven. Yes, uh, that guy. I really like Skull Smasher, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So I just think, I think like the little like, obviously starting at six and going to seven is really powerful. Um, I just think the individual characters like lean themselves towards different types of heads. So like, horrible having to use his own hit points as a resource. I think obviously once the hit point based heads to be on him at all times. The other ones don't help. Um, I think, um, I think like Fangry would want another bold head to just push yeah. that even more, but you can make the argument that giving him plus one attack isn't bad either. But that becomes um, a star cost argument to where again, right. I think the two right. and threes are just going to make things very clunky. Uh, or at least that's my initial impression of it. Yeah, what I found is basically, like, again, if your option is, like, I can play a, I can make, like, I was, I was, I was doing this in another deck, I was playing a Bludgeon Horrible X deck, right? So, if the argument was, I can put a one-star head on a and then play a seven-star character. Or I can put a three-star head on him and just play a five-star mm. I think there's an argument to be made that, like, giving him plus five health versus plus two health and then getting a character that's probably not that much worse, like, whether it's, like, Brawn or Night Tracer 
or even flame war like it's probably one of those two original ones because i wanted to save myself a bunch of flips yeah um is not a bad thing so but i don't think that so i think that was that that's kind of like the the decision for me it's like i know i want to run this type master with these characters okay how many stars do i have left over that's the head i'm going to play yeah I think a lot of my personal builds have kind of fallen into that, at least initially, because I'm having difficulty personally trying to grok exactly, okay, where's the dividing line between I really do need three health versus two, or is the tough really going to be more effective health over the long haul, or, you know, whatever the case may be. You had mentioned Fangry just getting a bold head. That was something that I jumped on initially, but... I can definitely see the argument that it might be worthwhile to go a different route. Uh, I feel like in that we obviously aren't going to touch on every combination, mm-hmm. everything. Naturally, not all of them are going to work out. Some of the bodies are just like we've been talking about. Some of them are just awful or seemingly awful and the same for the heads. So Fair. they, they kind of get sort themselves out, but this is a subject that I think we're going to end up revisiting in both in the future short term and long term as the interchangeability of all this adds so many layers uh and that's again with the idea that we haven't actually played with these cards yet and how it's going to manipulate combat sequences and i think that it's going to do a lot of damage to people even beyond the gotcha scenarios where it's like, oh, I forgot that that guy, like I did the other night, guy pops off on tap. People are going to make mistakes, but ignoring those, I think it's going to change targeting. It's going to change target priority. Like, it's going to get weird for a while, like real weird. Um, I, I need to find out whether or not, like the way I'm approaching it right now is, I want to play this character because of its body. Yeah. And I'm just trying to use I think it should be paired with this character and this character and up to like, you know, another character. Like whatever. Like this is the team I want to run. And so this is the head that makes the most sense because I need to get myself to that star cost. Um and I don't really know. I guess until we either have the cards or I start playing with the proxies, like I, I, I don't know. Like, do you think you'll ever get out of that? Like, is is there going to be an I like a I, like a a different like is it even I don't even know if it's possible to have a different the way of looking at it. The counter argument. It, it, I'm glad you said that because this is the question I was going to post to mm-hmm. you. Actually, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Is outside of clobber. Is there a head that says, I want to play this head, build my deck around that? I think Clobber is at the level where both because of the the huge amount of stars, comparatively, obviously, and Bold 3 is not something you can really ignore. So at that point, you have to build it the other way i i was gonna say top down to make a, mm-hmm. you know like a head reference but um otherwise yeah i think for the most part i basically said okay what is the least cost head so that i can get this you know the fangry as threatening and lethal as possible while still squeezing in other characters that i want whereas from with clobber 
I think she makes it so that you have to build it the other way. And okay, it this is a clobber deck effectively because it screws with the the star cost so much. See, I think I think you can make the argument for Flame Out as a four four tough three. He can actually defend hits. Um, you, you mean Flintlock? That's what I meant. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. I keep calling him Flintlock. Yeah. Uh, Flintlock. Okay. Um, the Pierce head, I think, is relevant. Um, although, in fairness, all the weapons you'd want to play in a Pierce deck are just going to add more Pierce to his already ridiculous number of his stats. So I'm not really sure it'll matter all that much unless you flip some oranges. Like, Well, to be fair, he, if you put it on a, say, a four attack body at least so that that mm-hmm. pairs it up perfectly you put the weapon they're all going up statically mostly you know it's i just mean when he's ahead like he's two oh when he's ahead oh well or two three whatever i see what you're saying four, yeah. like because like you're gonna want to put like you know i mean i guess like against the septicons if you put a scoundrel's blast yeah that, that four, was more what i was thinking yeah yeah um so i think he has value as a head um we talked about the brave head and what that can do I still think Grax is a four five zero for three is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like that to me is like a solid stat line for a three cost character that when it eventually pops out, like may survive a hit. I don't know the the costing is weird because while I I get what you're saying about it being a three cost character, it it's technically a nine to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I, I mean? Know. I, I just mean yeah, yeah. I know. It's it's tough because yes, I agree pound for pound, but it's one of those the efficiency of the character as a head is almost irrelevant because they don't actually cost that much. So it has to be a a gross amount as opposed to whatever the the efficient ratio is stats to cost. Um or at least that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. I don't know. It <clears throat> good. And then as a body, like, I actually think Convex has more value as the head after you pop off than before you pop off. Based on the other night, the whole two games, yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> but yeah, it does. I, I, just, I just think when you start the game, turn off Safeguard. But when you're, like, a lot of turns into the game and your guy has four health... It's hard like, to hold that- on to something that could turn off the Safeguard. Uh, what say it again, sir? So, like... It- if he pops off as a head and he because he has a safeguard innately, it it's hard. Or one of the things that I ran into the other night, and again, this for everybody out there, it was no, literally two games, so don't don't read into it too much. <laughs> it felt like it was difficult to justify holding on to something just to be able to pop the safeguard. Which yes, you want to because then you just get at the guy and kill him. But at the same time, it's well, you needed to to pop the initial safeguard on whoever convex was attached to, right? you may or may not have had another target that justified hitting them with that javelin or that whatever. It, it, you know, like trying to map that many turns makes it really, you know, you can't concretely map there where there's a limit on how many turns ahead you can concretely map, I think. And as a result, it, it does throw a wrench in somebody's plan. I think unless you draw into something innocuous, like a hover. You're over. You're in an overkill situation. No matter how you slice it, right? Any any direct damage you would use against him, like, is putting you, in my opinion, like just 
it's it's a necessary like it's the definition of a necessary evil. Yeah. Like say you attack this guy for like, oh, I'm gonna hit this guy for nine, let's just say, right? So you're playing him in a blue deck, let's just say. So like you're defending and you have an effective health of six. Mm-hmm. So like his safeguard obviously is keeping him alive in that situation. But any card that you're putting into him, first of all, like that's how you probably got to those numbers that you're attacking for anyway. Like you have to put an action into it or you have to put a hovercraft slingshot, like one of these um upgrades that there aren't that many of them. Like I just feel like you're I feel like he's forcing the late game into like a like a a terrible situation for your opponent. Yeah. But he costs a lot, adds a lot to a body, and like, it, like, just doesn't. It's very easy to deal with on the body. It's just, I think, it's just a lot better as the character. Excuse me, character himself. I think it's the same argument for emissary as well. I just think focus two on a body that small is probably more valuable than focus two on adding four to the cost. But I do think focus two has a lot of value. So, like, I don't know. Um, he's just one that like kind of gets overlooked um yeah compared to like the easy ones but um yeah to me a lot of the four star heads have i don't want to say survivability they have like more relevance than just being a constructicon and taps like you know like like the the other guys yeah yeah i could definitely see that although it's in general i think All of them very much have the feel of you're only get. I mean, you're obviously only getting, well, maybe not obviously, but you're likely only getting one shot with the head. So the survivability to me, I mean, I don't know. As a whole, I'm, if the head, I'm trying to figure out the, the best way to put this. And I guess it boils down to if the head's not doing it for me when they're attached to the body, I don't care. Like I I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's basically an afterthought where it's nice that Grax, for example, might be able to get there. Where again, Clobber, I think, is the only maybe not. I could probably think of another exception, but Clobber's the major exception to me because she can push enough damage. She's a relevant threat independently. I guess all the bold ones could fall into that category, but if Flintlock survive, yeah, he might survive. But he's probably dead. Like <laughs> it's, it's nine effective health. I mean, like in a blue yeah. deck. I mean, that's. I mean, probably even more than how many doubles we're running. So I, th- I think that's powerful. Yeah, I just think, but he adds a lot to the body cost, and I just don't know whether or not. Like, mm-hmm. trust me, no one's gonna throw tough three out the window. Oh than, yeah. Other than twi- other than top spin, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, so. I don't know. Like, I, I just need to find the right home for a lot of these, and I, I think, mm. uh, like, like, like we've been saying, I think it's just how many stars, yeah. what other characters you want to run with them. But, but I do think that what I really like about the set, and I've heard other people say that, like, they didn't, there aren't a lot of cards that are just like auto run me in every deck and i think that's a good thing because i think a lot of the cards that we've seen are including the characters are specifically good on team x or this battle card is specifically good in deck x and you're not going to see it in any other deck Mm -hmm. um and i think and i think the only example we've had of that since the game has begun is like enigmas like i can't like you know me and like 
and I guess, well, like, like you don't see three energy packs in a lot of decks, but you still see one. Like you don't I, see I, three, you know, you still see three matrices in a bunch of decks. So like, I can't even make the argument there, like the optimist argument. But like, I guess you could argue, like, obviously, you know, the shockwave guns or the optimist guns, like things like that, are obvious. But I mean, like, a lot of the other battle decks. There aren't a lot of unique homes for them yeah. outside of the team or outside of whatever. So, Well, they've done a very good job, I think, with a lot of these, the battle cards especially. And I know this is kind of veering from the original topic, but it's uh, mm. a lot of the battle cards are shadow stamped or something like, you know, like yeah, pick your, sure. your term of choice where they're, if, and I think you wrote an article about this a long time ago, where they're, they're, they're tribe cards without being tribal cards, where, yep. yeah, you could run them in these other decks, but really they're a powerhouse in this specific shell. So I think it's both the battle cards as well as the character cards that have, that have been able to come together like this, which I think is healthy. It, it allows for... From a game design perspective, I think it allows for a lot cooler moments for players because, like, you can do your powerful thing without warping. I mean, it could warp everything, but without truly warping the meta because it's okay, every deck is this thing <clears throat> because everybody does their own super powerful thing, but it's capped because you're required to run all this other stuff to make this happen. So, mm-hmm. um, I, do I just think the heads play into that because, like, if you think of things like, like, say you're looking at, I want to run a deck with, I want to run a multi-pip deck, so, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to play Brawn, I'm going to play Master Metallicato. Well, now, the bold heads, no matter which characters you're running, are better when you're including that suite of battle cards and that's that other character because that's where you want to be. Yeah. Um. So, like, I think that's where... It's pulling you, but I, I actually think they've done a lot of that work for us. Like now, you just have top spin, so it's like mm. the answer is obvious. Like I think yeah, before, yeah. I think in a lot of these situations, the answer wasn't obvious. Yeah, um, I could agree with that. There, there like, is some okay. Well, you have to weigh the options of of where do you want to use them, which thing is appropriate. But yeah, some it's it, this is the the same for I guess everything, but. I, a couple months from now, I think we're going to look back and go, well, how did we not immediately say that these are the partners? Um, do you think that, that we're going to end up in that state, or do you think it's very much going to be ever-shifting going forward? I think when we end up in that absolute state, then it's a failure. Because I think I think unless you... Unless, unless these bodies and head comment... Like, the, let's just... If you, if you don't... We have to look at it from the body perspective. Unless the body has multiple decks that it can see play in, mm. I think it's not. Then it's just like, if it's definitely this combination, then like you might as well have just said it's this character that yeah. becomes this other character when it gets KO'd. I mean, so to like, some extent, we're going to get that just from meta choices of like, okay, this whatever aggro deck arises, so that means that if you want to play a defensive titan master build you probably need x defensive head and y Mm -hmm. defensive body but i guess over time those will change as opposed to like forever chrome dome is going to be paired with blah right kind of thing right the only ones i see like that are 
Fangry has to run the ball one hit. That's it. It has to be because because his his ability has to do with being low cost. And I guess you could make the argument that he could run the 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 two health head as well. But like in general, right. the obvious thing is him and what is it? Uh, it's Nautica's head. So Parsec. Parsec. Yeah. Yeah. So like, unless you're forcing a Decepticon build, which you can by playing the health head, um, that's the obvious one. So it's one of those two heads has to go on him, and it's only for if you want to run the Decepticon strategy or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think of like the other. I think there aren't, and other than Sky Shadow, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't think there are any other obvious combinations. Like that to me is the only one that like absolutely has to run that character because of like that's the way the whole ability works. Like yeah. I want to be low cost and I want to get more bold and like whatever. But like everybody else, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty wide open. I, I just don't. I just think about like what the best use of a lot of this is. Yeah, a lot of it is going to be pouring over the spreadsheet you had created, at least for me, <laughs> so that I can actually visualize, since we don't have the cards in front of us, okay, well, if I have this body with this head, I have to actually see it. I can't just mm-hmm. conjure, like, rotate it in my head and, like, swap all the heads mentally. I'm going to have to have it laid out. Um, I just can't grok it very well. Uh, it's interesting to me that so many heads... Well, I mean, there are, th- like, for example, there are three bold heads. Yes. And so many of the bodies want bold, like, um, Brainstorm, Fangry, um, which other ones, like, have to do with, like, flipping certain things or, like, whatever. Like, I mean, Wolfwire cares about flipping greens. Right. There's, uh, I know there's a couple more, but I can't think of them at the moment. I'm sure they'll rotate and I'll bring them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Whoever just wants to stay alive has both, like, like Perceptor wants to stay alive. So presumably, hit point heads or tough heads go on there. Yep, it's a meta call. Or um, the stealth head. Which one has more? What? Because <laughs> you have stealth and uh, safeguard yeah, and or brave yeah. on another guy. Like it, the defensive ones yeah. have quantity wise more options. I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the stealth one's very powerful. Like I think the stealth one's very powerful on him. Um, because he's just. You want him to be the last guy alive. He's going to be the last guy alive. Um, That's for sure. I just fear that some of the other heads, it's going to be tough for them to see play. Like, plus one attack? Do I care? I don't know. Plus one defense? I guess I kind of care, but, like, do I? I don't know. Like, um, Again, it's going to be the the weird star cost things of the the fashion of building the teams is going to have to be, okay, well... Yeah. I need these characters to begin with. What am I left with? And then, okay, does that fit the rotation? You go with the the most imp- or the best option available at that stage. But like the plus two ones, I don't see them seeing any play. Uh, which the plus two attack, plus two, attack, defense. Plus two defense. Like, yeah, the, the cost four. Like those guys are just really expensive. Yeah, that that's a bit much. Unless it, you were talking about Fangry Crocs, the other one that cares about costs, like if you really wanted to push him to 15, I guess. I mean, you'd rather be bold three, I think, than... Yeah, there, there are other options. Um, well, you could put him, if he's in a blue shell, he could be mm-hmm. your centerpiece defensive guy, but he also yeah. costs 15. So then you're very much, would I rather have him or Galaxy kind of thing? 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, chat was asking about this isn't specifically for this, but uh, no, wrecker cards that we're going to get them eventually. I assume we will, but that there's got to be a wrecker tribal card. But to be honest, I don't know if they have to for them to be a thing. Like cup and uh, top spin and X might be enough. Well, cup and perceptor and X, yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting perceptor actually as the record tag. Yeah, I mean there there's a number of different ways to do it. Um, the other ones are expensive, right? It's whirl and it's whirl, roadbuster and top spin. Or I said top spin, twin twist and twin twist. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not usually used by the other ones. And they're expensive. Well, that's exactly why. Yeah, they're just. I feel like they're too costly. You're not going to get the value out of it. Whereas the the perceptor cup pairing or the uh, top spin cup pairing allows you to be five wide, quote unquote. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So it it allows you to do something unique, plus try and lay into all the bonuses. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get something, but I'll be honest, I don't know if they necessarily have to have something. No, you're right. I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sure I'll get the cup real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah, good. Because I was going to actually start to close up shop um, only because I... Oh, he cost, he only costs, I, always, I always think he costs seven. I always think he costs eight to start. He only costs seven to start. Yeah, so you can you can do uh, eight, ten, and what, I guess, a battle master. A lot of the issue for me continues to come down as I'm building decks is, like, the six drop spot is still, like, such a oh, wait, like a desert. Yeah, but, like, like... I mean, it's starting to get better because of the well, the the first thing that came to mind was the the orange black deck and just the demolishers, where you can have a a role player mm-hmm. in that slot depending on the deck. But yeah, for the most part, it's not you're not windmill slamming a specific six drop into every list. Yeah, like like even like um like beachcomber is like a build around, so like just requires a lot of flips and. Like, Brawn and Night Tracer are just really, really good, and I think that's part of the issue. And, like, they just seem to fit into a lot of decks by themselves where it's like... Yeah. I'd rather just... Put, like, at that point, I can turn a one-star head into a two-star head or a two-star head into a three-star head a lot easier mm-hmm. because of how powerful those five drops are. Right. And well, I think there, that's where this set helps out a lot. There could be room there also for some of the other stratagems, calling back to what we were talking about last time yeah. with either the, the faction ones or just... If it happens to pair with that Night Tracer or whoever, you know. They all have them. Like, every guy in the set, like, every yeah. non-Titan Master has one of them. So. Exactly. So, so now we've seen all the heads. Do you, do you think swap heads is any good? I don't know. Does it make I, any sense to you at all? <laughs> well, somebody pointed out, I mean, you pointed out the, um, I guess, the lore thing with Top Spin and Twin Twist. You know, you could swap their heads. Um, somebody pointed out earlier this week the uh you know like moving the safeguard or something like that sure um 
I mean, we knew about like that potential for a while, but basically as soon as we saw swap heads, I guess. I don't remember the timing for that. I mean, I guess I guess you could say like you're moving the like like if you have clobber and like parsec, you just like you're making swap heads into a supercharge at that point. Like not even well, more like a fight for position, but like Well, but you pay one star to guarantee that you start with that in your hand. I mean Right. Maybe. There is so here's a question. Would it ever be worth swap heads with the health ones intentionally to KO one of your guys? I mean, I'm sure there's some obscure scenario, but I wonder if what happens that. there. As far as what? I assume it's you so you have Grax on a guy that uh-huh. is only alive because of Grax, and then you have Parsec or whatever. You swap them, mm-hmm. Parsec pops out, I assume, immediately. Because you would get them on there. And they would be like state-based effects kind of thing. The game says, oh, you don't have enough health. You're dead. Like, yeah, I mean, but do you not have enough head as soon as Grax falls off or not as soon as, like, does it go? Well, what do you mean? So, like, the, the parsec in that scenario would deploy and then Grax would end up on the other character. Are we sure? Like, is it not like Grax fell off? The other, the, like the body oh, like they fall off away. in transit, essentially? Huh? Like they would fall off in transit sort of thing? I, I assume that doesn't happen, but I could see the argument that it would. I mean, yeah, I could. Uh, there is the potential for that with like some weird quake shenanigans, maybe? Like it wouldn't have a place to go. Like, is that what it, like... I assume Rack still winds up on the other one, but I'm not even sure. Like, if there was a reason why... If there's a card that said like when it he- when you attach a head to this do X, mm. I wonder if that would even happen. Like I wonder if Parsec in that situation if would even would. ever attach. That's a good point. Um, I-, I don't know if it matters I, right now. But. Yeah, I'm. I get the feeling that that level of of intricacy probably wouldn't be in the debut set for this. It would matter for the quake situation, whether or not the character would take the damage. Trying to think. So they would die, would trigger, yeah. Well, no, because the guy would... um, Because you would stack it. So if the the head makes it to Quake, you could just stack it so that they don't take the damage. If the head doesn't make it to Quake... Yeah, I'm just thinking out loud to try and map it out. Because I have to, like, mentally whiteboard it to... I don't know if it would become a guy yet. I don't know how that even works. Maybe you don't like if that if you didn't ever attach. I don't think you ever become the character because you're still ahead, right? Like I don't think you become the character at that point. I don't know if we know because we don't have like actual rules text for the head deployment, do we? No. So that Watsi, if you're listening, let us know. (laughs) This is a weird situation. Yeah, I mean that. Well, I mean, I could certainly see that happening with Quake. Relative. I mean, he only has eight health, so no. Just swap heads. Period. Like, if you swapped heads off, mm. you if it if you were to get KO'd as soon as you're down to zero, and that's like as the heads in transit, the head coming over will not become a character because heads yeah. specifically say they become a character when the body's KO'd, and they may not. Have, that may not work. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's. 
Yes, I could see where it wouldn't. I feel like it'll end up getting worded so that it would simply because yeah, the that would be that's one of those weird game scenarios. Well, yeah, but the reason it's <laughs> terrible, among many reasons, is that's one of those game scenarios where you explain to somebody who sat down to come play, like they they know how to play. It's like, oh, there's a cool new set. Let's try this out. And then that scenario happens, and it doesn't sound like it'll be all that unreasonable that this could occur. Yeah, sure. It, it, the person sitting there who, who's not, like, super into the game and just likes Smash and Transformers or whatever is going to go, what? And then go, the hell with this, <laughs> and then pack it up sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's like card. explaining EMP Wave with Springer. <laughs> the thing I, with that card for me is basically, like, why is why is the better head not already on the character you want it to be on? That's why the the uh, the safeguard scenario is kind of makes sense. Um, or mm. like you were saying to if Start you have clobber, yeah. But the, yeah. but then that's assuming you have clobber at four, probably parsec because you're going to run out of stars. So now we're up to five, and then the stratagem is six. Like again, that. That's an entire character before you, you do anything else. Like, that's a lot. But see, I think I I will say that I do think we need to get out of that mode of mm-hmm. thinking of it that way. Yeah. Because I think there is value in making your characters better than just getting another throwaway character. Yes. So... I mean, there is that argument. Like, I don't, I don't, I, 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 w- I would like people to not think of it that way. And I'm not like coming down on you or anything like that. But I, I think, I think that scenario is one where I'd rather have a singular better character than two mediocre characters. And I think the game has proven that that's the way you want to go. Yeah. At least now, anyway. It's so. And that's going to circle back to our initial points about it, where it's very much. Can you? I guess that's a, a deck again because of clobber, where you have to build it from the head out as opposed to the mm-hmm. body up or whatever direction, because it, it's just a significant. It even if you don't look at it as oh that could have been pick a six star or a five star with a star card right. or whatever, right. it's still a matter of okay that's a good chunk of your twenty five. You you are getting value for it, but it still definitely constricts what's going on. Um, and I don't, I, I know we're repeating it, but I don't feel like I care enough about most of the other heads to justify that length, except for clobber. Um, yeah, I mean, the other ones I've mentioned, I think other than, I guess other than Grax, the other ones I think I'll have like, significant value on their own because they just give such powerful abilities. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I'm not discounting the abilities. It's just the... I don't know. I don't know. The other... The other four stars make it so awkward with a lot of the bodies that I think it's going to be tough. But we'll see. I don't know. Footlock seems really powerful to me if he can survive a hit, so... Mm. And you should be able to, considering that you have to remember, you like you get a turn with these guys. 
Well, so. that's actually something we didn't cover, but like in the flintlock scenario, it's going to depend on, and this is something that we, I cannot envision. I have to see playing it out. Like, yes, you get another turn with flintlock and he, he might even survive a hit. Is he actually going to do any damage to win the game? So are you, are you winning as opposed to not losing? He's doing no less damage than any other five drop do in that scenario anyway. Right, but if yeah, that's I mean, the if that's the case, it's how much value did he generate before that, which obviously is the where the bulk of his importance lies anyway. Um yeah, I mean you need the bigger they are in cards like that anyway. Right. To give him any value. So yeah, I mean it's very easy to look at the orange one. In an orange oh, deck, yeah. it's very easy to or like the bold heads are very easy. Like, even if you're playing like a blue black deck, it's very obvious. Like they're going to do damage, probably equal to whatever their bold is, plus whatever, plus two more, like whatever. Mm. Like so, it's very easy in an orange deck to find value from the offensive heads. It's difficult, in my opinion, to find value. the The defensive decks get value out of the heads when they're heads, and less value when they're a character. For exactly the reasons you're saying. Yeah. But. I think they offer you enough time as the game goes on to sculpt a hand to make them viable once you play them, especially if they're ranged or you're playing them in a deck with other cards. I mean, that's, so that's I think that's just where you have to go. So. That's really the equation. It's plus X number of turns because you started with a body armor in play. And what does that equate to in card quality six turns from now? But what if what if what if you now have a body I, not a literal like Titan Master body, like a character. Like yeah. you have something on the field that you didn't have before to one shall stand, to Canyon Crash, to do any to just keep you in the game. Like how many games have you I, I I can't imagine this, but like how many games have you ended where like you had cards like this in your hand and like it wasn't strategically viable to play them. Now mm-hmm. there's almost no downside to playing them at all. Because if you're just gonna if you're just gonna get KO'd on next attack and lose any character, that's just gonna happen anyway. This this just gives more play right to those types of cards, I think. And I think that there's a lot of hidden value there, even if you're playing like them in low quantities, as long as you have enough cards on your deck and things like that, I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, I can see that argument. I think and I haven't quite figured out how to explain the rebuttal as far as it kind of feels as though it, it that leans into something similar that you were saying earlier about not trying to directly compare the the five or six drop to the head. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Because yes, you would have you have that extra turn, but is that significantly different than if you just played a better character kind of thing to buy you that turn in a different fashion? Um, only I think only if you concoct scenarios like I'm saying, like you have yeah. to be playing with cards like that. And like right. the easiest one to just slot in any deck is just play bigger. They are like like that has value at all phases of the game. But I th- but I think the one shell stands, the Kamian crashes, some of the like whatever the not the today's strafing run, the other one was. Uh, magnetic dysfunction ray, the the one yeah. plasma burst. Like if you're a, if you're a Decepticon ahead and you're only taking one and you're doing two to their two to one of their guys, like it's basically a came crash there. 
Um, if it's like one on one that's that's left over, um, even today's card, like they're in bot mode. So like yeah. if they have a bunch of guys still in alt mode, like there's value there. So like mm-hmm. I think you have to you just have to build your deck. And this isn't very difficult, but I think not everyone does this automatically. You have to build your deck with these scenarios in mind, and it's not just I'm going to supercharge my guy. I'm going to leap into battle my guy. Like that's not good enough. Like it has to be value on both sides. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like, oh, my head's range, I get to play Arm Hovercraft, or oh, my head's melee, I get to play these slingshots that I have in my deck for other reasons. And one shell stand has value, and Kimi mm-hmm. Crash has value, etc. Like I think you have to concoct those scenarios, or else it's not good enough. Like you're just not going to unless. Just get. I mean, you're going to get a whole turn out of the deal, and you're going to get extra attacks out of the deal. But I think mm-hmm. these are where the scenarios are. I think where you're really pushing the the concept over the edge. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Scott. When we first got the concept, I know I personally was leaning into this is a a very powerful tool for aggro decks, and very much I because again, like the flintlock scenario we were just talking about, where I felt that at the end of the game you're not changing much. But do you do you feel that your opinion on which way Titan Masters as a whole lean has changed? Do you think it's just basically down the middle and it's going to depend, or do you think it favors one part, one archetype over another? It depends on which bodies you're running. I think the bodies still, to me, like pull that in one direction or another. Mm-hmm. I guess I think the bodies are generally one way or the other and then the heads are just going to lean into that right i think when you can find this energy where they're both doing that it's going to be i think it's easier on the aggro side to to do that it's easier to give a guy bold and then like attack as a two bold one and like attack for five um than it is to like but it's just as easy to go blue black deck here's bold and i attack for pierce so like right, I I think the bodies dictate that a lot, but at the same, so I I, I think I don't know. The bodies to me seem to be leaning more blue and more defensive because I don't see a lot of strictly offensive bodies other than Fangry. Yeah, to you. Well, from a quantity perspective, I could probably get behind that. I would have to really sit down and say, okay these ones are are hot garbage i'm never going to play them so <laughs> right, just take sure. take them out of the mix they're not even part of the right. equation um because it almost gets to the point where to me fangry looks so fantastic that and maybe that's just clouding all my judgment about it that fangry looks so good that it's like i kind of fixate on that character and as a result it influences my thinking about all the others i mean Cup just ran across the screen, so there's a potentially aggro one. Um, I think he's better control, yeah. Well, but that's think, the thing. I think, Naut- I think Nautica is... Nautica is, is another one, yeah. And... I don't even know, like... I don't even know what Brainstorm is, but, like... Probably in the I'm-not-gonna-play-him category. <laughs> <laughs> no, his ability's interesting. I mean, he's not mind boy, but he's not... He's not uh, He's yeah, not Wolfwire. <laughs> um, and he's not Twin Twist. He cost a thousand. So, yeah, it from a sheer quantity perspective, I'm not sure. 
I like I said, my initial thought, and it still kind of is that it feels more of an aggro thing because to your point, it's okay, I'll just load up my one guy and get in there. Whereas it it feels like more things need to fall into place. And it may just be the okay, you must have one shell stand or the bigger they are. And that's obviously not true in the absolute, but it feels like you have to have those specific cards to make Flintlock or whoever relevant at the end of the game. Sure. Whereas uh, Parsec or Clobber or whatever just goes, you're not an improvised shield? Okay, play it. <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where the redundancy of the aggro decks allows them to leverage the head mechanic more easily. But that's not to say some of these aren't just going to be powerhouses on the blue side of things. So, Yeah, I just think the bodies lean more blue. But I, yeah. but I, but I think, like... I mean, the Fanger example can turn a four-wide deck into a... or a five-wide deck now into a six-wide deck. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of value there. So Yeah. It's that... That, I really want to see how it plays out when we dive deeper into this, but... Um, any other thoughts you want to add, Scott, on the on the Titan Masters? Like I said, I'm sure we're going to revisit this frequently as we're going through and learning about these as we try and uh, delve into the cards. No, I think I think I think the biggest point is, like I said, I hope there's not a best combination, but I don't know that that means that. Like, I think I think we'll see enough and play with them enough to try to to understand where they should lean, but I but I, I think that, like, I just hope a lot of these heads just don't get lost in the wilderness because of cost reasons. I, I would just suggest, as you're doing your playtesting, to try out as many different combinations as possible mm-hmm. and see, like, if some of the... I think for some of the less obvious keywords, it's going to be, you know, you don't have to build around me, and I think that's okay. Yeah. What he said... <laughs> So uh, that'll pretty much do it. I know we went a little long this one. We're we're back in form. I'm hoping by next week we will have the whole spoiler because I'm very anxious to get all the cards, but we'll, we'll see. That's not in our hands. So as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.